Drama City's got that small town mentality. Come promote your music. Come talk about your insanity. No need to keep it PG, so feel free to say whatever you please. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about religion. You can talk about the news. Doesn't matter what you say. Just for sure what you say is true. But don't worry, just come through. We can have some laughs and giggles. We can even spit some riddles. I'm some fire instrumentals. Yeah, that's how we get down. Drama City's got that small town mentality. 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 There we go. Welcome to Small Town Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Ben. Randy's here. How's it going? Producer Dave is here. Hello. Moon Blossom. Moon Blossom. And today we have a guest, uh, host of the SDR show, um, co owner of gas digital network and host of the ship <laughs> ship rocked um cruise rock cruise yeah. correct that is correct how are you gentlemen? i've been uh, pretty good yourself good i was ex- i was looking forward to your cool intro song but i guess you add that in post yes okay yes, I like your song, though. um i've been following you guys for quite some time now about two or three years gas digital and, and all the shows and that's stuff. pretty much since the beginning because you've only been around i think three and a half years at this point yeah i was uh, i'd like the progress of like listening to lewis and you and the progress of your studio that you're in right now and building the whole new one was kind of interesting to listen to it's wild to see uh videos come up from three years ago where we didn't even have microphone like we were handheld mic sitting on a couch Three years ago. It's crazy to yeah. see what happened. And then we built this studio uh, like may- maybe a little over three years ago. And then I was looking at something from two years ago and it was construction from our new studio. So we weren't yeah. we opened in May two years ago. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun to listen to the progress because like you you and Lewis would always have like updates on each of your shows for what yeah, was going on. That week. For sure. I think it 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 uh it brought us closer to the fans in a lot of ways that the high, behind the scenes shit people love. In fact, um, I was talking to the um, CEO of Barstool Sports recently. That woman, Erica, I can't remember her fucking last name, and she said that their company exploded when they started incorporating more of behind the scenes footage and showing people what how they make the shows, and that's what launched their exponential increase. Was when they started doing that. No, oh, nice. Yeah, you've got a way with the. You're you're very interested in business and, and how things run and work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, forever. I think it's it's fascinating. It's an interesting mix. Me and J, me and Lewis because yeah. Lewis is far better than me at the uh, promotional Instagram, constantly on Twitch, constantly on Twitter kind of dude. And I just, I mean, if I I'm trying to post, I just hired someone now to post for me because I hate doing it. So they just asked me to send a bunch of pictures and they do it because I'm I'm terrible at it. You know. My only rule with them is don't look in my DMs because all I'm doing is trying to sleep with different women. So, <laughs> yes, read. yeah, and you were you were in a war with Shannon, right? About who can get the most Instagram followers? Yeah, she destroyed me. I mean, the big tits are always going to win, but it doesn't matter because I got verified, so I have the blue check. She can have all the followers she wants. I my my uh, I started to belong to society that day. 
once I saw that blue jack. Nice. It, Lewis doesn't even have one, so it makes me one better than him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I he does bitch about that quite often, that he doesn't have one yet. It's funny because I've seen people with 500, 800,000 followers that don't have a blue check, but I've seen people with 1,000 that do. So I don't know what the rhyme or reason is for how they decide that. Not that I'm complaining. Now, this our show isn't really an interview show. It's more of a hangout show. And I know these two guys don't really know much about you, but I will probably ask you a bunch of questions. That's just fine. Because I've, been, I've been listening to you forever. So cool. I actually do. I always try to do due diligence when I go on a show. So I listened to your show from last week and you actually brought up Legion of Skanks. And then someone there said, YouTube isn't profitable. I don't know who said it, but one of you said oh, yeah. it. YouTube still isn't making money, but YouTube is actually like uh, 15% of Alphabet's gross. You know, that that's, I mean, of their profit, 15% of it. Is, uh, and Alphabet's the parent company that owns Google. And like 15% of their profit comes from YouTube. Oh, nice. Just so you can oh. And also, in terms of naming something, you saw how Legion of Skanks gets a ton of advertisers. While they do, uh, and so does SDR, I, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't call the show Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. I wish they didn't call it Legion of Skanks, just Legion, because it's much harder to get advertisers in this market when you have any sort of sexual name. I've had bands right. not do my show because the name is, it has sex and drugs in the title. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's. I think the point I was trying to make is that it's still possible to make money even though you're not playing oh, that sure. PC game. Yeah. But the the biggest profit maker on the network is um, part of the problem, and that ne- mm-hmm. that show has maybe I'm, I don't even know exactly, but let's say substantially less listeners than Legion, but making yeah. substantially more money because it's a political, safe, mainstream show that everybody wants to be advertising on. It's crazy. Dave, it's the world we live in right now. I used to listen to Dave's show on and off here and there. I like Dave a lot. But, oh, yeah. Super um, smart. Super funny. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, and, and the way he puts things in his show uh, make like helps you make sense of things. Yeah, I think he found his, uh, he found his road, kind of like a Bill Maher did or Jon Stewart did. Comics that found a path in the political landscape. I think he's going to be making uh, far more money than he ever did on Legion in doing what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, well, he's got a kid now, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got to be serious. Hey, this guy sucks. I saw that. That was cool. Where's the animal? Oh, where's the Animal Crossing talk? <laughs> this is the guy from last week. You you said you did some due diligence, and all he wants to do is talk about Animal Crossing. And so he's trying <laughs> to bring it up in every show now, apparently. Okay. I like reading this. Yeah, if you listen to last, if you, look, if you listen to last week's show, we did not make a great impression. No, no, no. Oh, it's not a good episode. To the last show that any show does. Because you should be able to stand by your last show. Yep, True. I agree. 100%. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we could stand by it. But <laughs> My last show sucked. It was weird because we're doing it the first time remotely. And it was uh, we stepped on each other the whole time. The, the energy was very off. But you got to do what you got to do on lockdown. Yeah, that's true. I had a, a friend actually hit me up when he found out you were doing the show. He's a big fan of Legion and, and uh, SDR and all you guys, too. And he was saying that... Uh, the guest digital shows are, are a little rough right now because yeah. of the, the we, we it, you know, but to me it was more important about surviving and keeping it yeah. going i know we still we haven't yeah. let go any employees we haven't let no. go any shows everybody's still getting paychecks i don't know how long it'll last but yeah. as long as we can do it we're gonna do it 
Yeah, I think he wanted me to mention to you uh, using Zoom or, or one of these programs. I think that was the biggest thing. He doesn't. He likes the content. He was just saying the technical backing. Yeah, I think, we're all, I think everybody's on Zoom right now. I think yeah, okay. it's 22 shows. I, I lose track, but most of them I know that we, we worked with the producers to bring them into Zoom. But even so, when you're talking next to each other, there's a very yeah. different dynamic than when you're talking via video because there's uh, non-audible cues that you're not going to see when you're talking in video. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. We used to do, um, we didn't, we, we just barely started doing YouTube stuff, but yeah, I used to just have in-house guests and we just recorded audio only. But you guys yeah. have been doing video for a long time and you, yeah. you've got the cool, the cameras set up to zoom in on each person talking and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, so I, I know my, my closet is filled with $10,000 worth of failed experiments in trying to get that right, you know, because we're just, yeah figuring it out as we go there is no rule book for this shit so i mean i fucked up so many things it's crazy how many times we made mistakes where just things just didn't work we thought they'd work yeah the reason i i even uh rented out a space and brought in all this equipment i built the table myself and stuff was i was essentially modeling after you guys like i said i was listening to you you guys build and i was like ah, i want that that'd be really cool so i started building my own thing as well during well, around the same time I'm happy to inspire people what can i tell you yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fiddling so much. My mic keeps falling out a little bit. Sorry about that. You're all right. I mean, this is a—it's not a professional show, which I, I appreciate you doing. <laughs> and I just noticed I like that the SDR logo is still here. That I fell off the wall, but it's back. That's good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's what I got this back here for. Just because yeah. I, I had a banner made for some reason, and now I've just got it hanging up. <laughs> Were you the Randy? one that called me a while ago to ask about network setups, or that was somebody else? It could have been me. Yeah, it could have been me. Yeah, I try to be uh, fully transparent and will answer any questions that anyone ever has with regards to uh, how to set up a network, what to do on a podcast. Like, you know, I, I know when I first started in radio and started as a strip club DJ and started in podcasting, nobody would fucking help me ever. Yeah. And I always vowed I'm not going to be that asshole. So I go on, like, I think how this happened. I go on podcast forums all the time. And not that I'm saying what I know is fucking always right. But I can give you from my perspective of what may work or may not work. Yeah, yeah, it could have been me. I tried to set up. Uh, I've got. A, I had a little network going. Um, it's kind of on the down low right now because <laughs> I haven't done much with it. Maybe that's why I was asking. But yeah, I've got like six shows. Um, but it, I mean, it's not very big. That's cool. Oh, to get a start. Try to advertise for it and stuff. We might be seven soon. Might be seven soon. Yeah. Randy's uh, fiance is talking about doing her own show. Well, you can pull the Lewis maneuver and just give every girl you're fucking a show. Yeah, <laughs> that could work. Uh, I think the biggest problem we have here is because you guys have a lot of locals and nobody in my town even knows what a podcast is. So that's kind of a, an issue. Yeah. You have this setup is great. You can get anybody who gives a shit. Now that yeah. we're, I had a, a rule on SDR that I would never do uh, call-ins or video yeah. chat. I never wanted to. We turn down guests all the time, but now that yeah. we have no chance or no, sorry, no choice, it opens up a world of, of guests. And I've just been hitting up people on Twitter and Instagram all day and long. All you need is one person to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, part of the reason I hit you up is because I saw you were in that uh, promote your podcast group on yeah. Facebook, which I never thought I'd see any, anybody, <laughs> anybody I knew in there, you know, you know I was so. an advocate of doing everything. I think you should always be doing everything, always be promoting. Yeah what i believe in and so yeah. i just was looking to see maybe that's actually how i found out about zoom being the uh the, the new standard for a lot of people was in one of those facebook groups 
And if you don't constantly look for new shit, you're going to be left behind. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of useful information in there, but it's mostly spamming and, and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm in a lot of them. I think I'm probably in seven or eight of those podcast groups. On yeah, Facebook. And podcast reddits and shit. And I, I check them out all the time. I just think that uh, that's how I found out about audiograms. That's how I found out about a lot of different things that I didn't know about was just uh, constantly checking those fucking websites. Yeah, Headliner's great for that. Yeah, Headliner's great. Um, yeah, I, I like to, uh, recently I've just been clipping part, parts of the YouTube video out and, and using like a 30-second clip. I recommend that wholeheartedly because the fact that you have a visual element, you should obviously be using it in your in your highlights for Instagram because it's it's a video uh, platform, you know, visual platform. Yeah. Randy, do you have any questions for Ralph? Uh, not so far, dude. I'm just... <laughs> just chilling and listening? Yeah, just chilling. Oh, and listening. Cool. Dave? Didn't mean to interrupt your um, sleep. So, so Ralph, uh, you asked Carl from WATP to take a listen to your Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's a part of always be promoting. They tagged me in something because I was on the Stuttering John show, and I guess they were ripping apart Stuttering John. Always. Someone tagged me in it, and I heard it, and I'm like, all right, guys, feel free to shit on my show. I I don't really care. You know, makes no difference to me. I feel that uh, as long as they're talking about you, that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah, but I think your show compared to Stuttering John's, I think you're doing just a little bit better. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, actually, his show I had only listened to the week before, as, as I tend to do, and he yeah. just the whole thing was about Howard Stern. And I was like, wow, that's surprising that that's 30 years later, that's still mm-hmm. the topic. But I didn't know if it was if that was the, for that episode specifically, or if that's the uh, common vernacular there. I don't know. But you know, he's an interesting dude because he did do a lot. He's been around forever. Got to give the guy credit, some credit. I'm not saying I wouldn't have Stuttering John on my show. That'd be very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I mean, I don't know if you heard my story on his show, but I actually called Howard Stern. I got it. It's fucking 1990, maybe 90, maybe no, no, maybe a little later, 90, the 95, 96, something like that. And uh, I got through. And it, John answered the phone and I said, Look, they were talking about how to fuck strippers. And I was DJing at a strip club at the time, Scores, and everything they were saying wasn't true. So I called and said, look, I'm a DJ at Scores. This girl is lying to you. And John said, hang on. And the next thing I knew, I was on the air talking with Howard and, and that Ralph, the guy that was there at the time, about how to how to pick up strippers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that story. And that inspired me to get into radio. And that got me into radio that led me to podcasting. That's how I ended up leaving the strip clubs was literally because of that fucking phone call. Yeah, I remember you saying that you did radio for a little while. How long How long were you doing radio? Uh, 18 years. I was on a show. That I started a rock radio show that ended up being on about 95 stations around the country. Uh, largest independently owned uh, rock radio show in the country that I started uh, in 99 and did it until 2015, 16, something like that. I did it most of my adult life. That was my job. No, I didn't. Like I said, I was going to have a lot of questions for you and I didn't want to and ask you the same questions <laughs> you've been asked for years but i don't care some people want to know i, I was going to ask you how you ended up meeting lewis in the first place and i'm pre- i'm sure you've said it before <laughs> oh it's fine i don't care so uh i was hosting ship rocked and which is a, that rock cruise you mentioned and they asked me if i knew any uh comics and i had been friendly with big j at that point still he had done my radio show and we stayed friends like once in a while i give him tickets to a uh a concert like he wanted 
one day he wanted tickets to Iron Maiden. They were in town. I gave him tickets to Iron Maiden. And one time I wanted to go see a comedy show, whatever. We would stay in touch with each other. And then uh, Shiprock asked me if I knew any comics that could play Shiprock. I said, oh, Big J would be awesome. And Jay brought Lewis as his opener. Okay. And that's how funny with Lewis. And then from that, I ended up being on Legion of Skanks way in the beginning. Like, uh, the thing they started about two years before SDR, but it was like right when there was really very few listeners and I was on, on the show. And then they brought me back to uh, judge a dance off on the show, Lewis mm-hmm. versus um, Jay. And we just started building a relationship. And then there was a time where Lewis had Real Ass Podcast, I had SDR. Both shows were doing, I don't know, like 5,000 listeners each at the time. Yeah. And I had to figure it out a way to make money, to get uh, us in the top rankings just by fucking reading, um, you know, all the reddits and shit like that. And we would trade information. He was at a stand-up labs at the time. So he was talking about mm-hmm. the network. I was talking about publicity and how we do different things. And then eventually we just said, we should just do one together. And that's how it started. And I know he, yeah, I've, I've... he was a crazy hustler. You know, he's definitely, yeah. he's got salesmanship in his blood. So I knew it would be a good, a uh, good yin and yang, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I just got uh, a guy in on my stuff to, um, which we, I mean, the studio didn't look like this three or four weeks ago. We, we've just changed everything. I brought him in and, and he started helping me out with, a with everything, new equipment and, and getting my ass in gear to buy a new table and chairs and all that things. So I think that uh, the big problem that everyone has, and sorry, there's been so, uh, you know, business oriented at the top of the show. I apologize, but um, I love podcasting, man. Go for it. (laughs) I think that the problem is that a lot of people want to do everything right away. You know, they see things and like, Oh, I want to have the video and I want to have subscribers and I want to have this, but it takes a while. You know, I I get, I get amused when I see a show and I think you guys might, and I'm not shitting on you guys for this at all. I don't know how many listeners you have, but that will start a Patreon right away. And I think it's weird to have a yeah. Patreon when you haven't even established an audience yet. It's like, hey, fuck you guys, pay for this. When it's like, what are we paying for? We don't even know the show. So I think it's yeah. better to, and again, my own personal perspective, yeah, build yeah. a fan base before you start saying, hey, if you pay, we'll do an extra show every week or, or whatever you're doing to uh, bring in Patreon. Or like, my, I have a friend that um, I talk about her a lot on SDR, but she's a somewhat famous actress. Uh, she was in a lot of different movies and shit, and she wanted to do like a health-oriented show but before she even started she wanted to do a network she wanted to do paid content she wanted to do video on demand and she has like you don't even have a, a name of your show yet what the fuck are you doing you got to start it with a before you get to z but i think most people want to do as much as possible right away and it's better to try and hone in first on one of those things and build out yeah i've been doing this for three years now and it's just been pe- one one piece at a time you know just yeah, that's the way random thing build the studio up and and like you were saying you have so much extra equipment sitting in a closet i got the same thing just yeah. there's a bunch of random stuff i don't that i can't even use anymore i think we could literally build three other studios with the failed equipment you know they're yeah. not as good but we could build them yeah so, so yeah, Ralph, I, um, um, sdr stands for what sex drugs and rock and roll that's your you show correct? and can you give the like the very brief elevator pitch for leanne carl for, never I mean, heard of your show. It's everything that you want to do in a podcast that you can't do on radio, which was my idea from when we started it. It's the energy of a morning show in a podcast with no rules of and regulations from the FCC. So we have done things like 
um, a, a go down on a girl contest, which guy made the girl come faster. We hired a uh, $100 escort and a $1,000 escort and got blindfolded one-minute blowjobs to see which girl did a better job. We do really stupid shit like that. But then also, we've had Mark Cuban on, Gene Simmons on. We've had bands play live. It's just trying to always keep the audience guessing. I look it back in, not to sound hacky, sorry, but um, I have the COVID. When, um, yeah. when Howard was back in the day, you never knew what to expect. You'd call in and maybe yeah. he was interviewing someone. Maybe they were getting a girl on a, on a Sibian or whatever it was called. And it was yes. that <laughs> unknown that made it exciting. And so I try to never put a rock star back to a rock star. Like if we had a rock star one week, next week should be a porn star. Next week should be a comic. Trying to always mix it up. We do a stunt show at least twice a year, which is something crazy or ridiculous, just to always keep the, the motion moving forward. And because I'm somewhat of a puss, that has never done any drugs. Once a year, I try a drug live on the air. I was so going to ask about that, actually. So, I've yeah. five different drugs at this point on the air. Are you afraid that you're going to get COVID from me coughing into the microphone? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Hey, maybe I'm not, the CDC has not said that that shit doesn't travel over the internet. All right. So until they tell me that it don't, I ain't taking no chance. In that voice, I totally believe you. <laughs> Uh, so that's the elevator pitch that, of, of SGR. And, uh, you know, we, we hit number one on iTunes comedy a couple times, and we always do pretty well. Not as big as Legion, but um, it's, a little, it's a different animal. We're much more of an interview-based show than Legion. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's, been, it's the most fun I have every week when I do that, that show. That one hour a week is really uh, the best hour of my week every week, pretty much. But the funny thing is, for me, it took me years to get rid of my radio training to do a podcast because yeah. you're supposed to talk in one minute clips, one break, one thought, figure out what you're going to say and hone it down to as few words as possible versus a podcast, which is, Hey, we're going to fill an hour. Right. And also that first two years, our show was an hour within 10 seconds. Our show was an hour. And then mm -hmm. finally I started realizing, Oh, well, if we're an hour and 10 or 57 minutes, as long as we're within 20% of an hour, I'm okay with it. We would start exactly, and I used to start at nine o'clock. Even if Jay wasn't in the studio, I was like, "Fuck you, Jay, be on time." And we'd start the show because in radio, you, nine o'clock is nine o'clock. So I always yeah. did that. But now, over the years, I've loosened up a little bit. That just blows my mind that uh, radio would be any kind of a handicap into podcasting. I thought maybe it would be <laughs> an advantage. I think uh, it was a big advantage in a lot of ways, but I agree with you. It does seem counterintuitive, but the whole idea of uh, of being personal and being much more open and much more uh i talk about everything i've talked like we had a porn star on once and um i had sex with her about a year prior and it was i was terrible it was just fucking super embarrassing how bad i was with her sexually and she yeah. came in as a guest not you get used to it beforehand. sorry you get used it? to it yeah you know. being, being terrible in bed you get used to it trust me. so my opening line to her was just how fucking terrible was I in bed? And she couldn't believe I brought it up on the air, but that's what we do. We are, I'm fully transparent on the air. I'd rather be. And I think that's what brings um, listeners to like you more. In fact, Bobby Kelly, who's a uh, brilliant comic has, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, you know what dude, right. On a, what a right. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, <laughs> he did my show once. He's yeah, like, dude, why are you talking about? 
He's like, why are you talking about this shit? This is going out on the air. Like he couldn't believe how real and embarrassing I can be, but I'm fine. I like transparency. I like being Jay's Patsy. I think it's great. Yeah, I actually feel the same way. I think honesty is more funny in the end. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've talked about my entire life. I've had my wife on the show. We've we've talked about our sex life. I've talked about having a finger up my ass. I've talked about you know shit in my pants, whatever. Was it, was like, it just never... or your wife's finger? My wife's finger. <laughs> Should have been your doctor's finger, man. You're getting to be that age. Yeah, that's close funny. to it. Yeah. For a second, I'm I just... you said your daughter's finger. Ben, I realized you said your doctor's finger. Your daughter's <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the daughter's finger would probably feel better. It's smaller, but I mean, gross. Well, <laughs> depends how hot your daughter is, I guess. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, now I forgot where I was going to go. Oh, I was like, I, I used to get a finger up the ass, and I actually don't mind it that much. But now I'm worried that when I go get my prostate checked, I'll enjoy that a little too much. Oh, maybe he'll look, you know, he'll put the card up there, that old joke, right? But yeah, no, I think you get a. I we're very we got our uh, prostates milked on the air to see if uh, yes. it could happen and didn't happen but we tried. It was a ridiculous visual because Jay and I were lying on my bed facing each other in a loving embrace while two slender fingered Asians were fingering our assholes. It was not very relaxing though. I think you need to be in a more relaxed state for that to happen. That that sounds like the most awesome puppet show you could. <laughs> yeah, except that Jay Jay handled it a lot better than me. Where it was very obvious. Just like one time we had a, a chick pee in our mouths and I almost gagged immediately and Jay was gargling with it. Like you could tell which one of us <laughs> had done it before. And in the same respect with the, with the prostate thing, as soon as it got in a little deeper than I've ever been, I'm like, okay, I'm out. It's not good. But Jay was like, uh, go, keep going. So he's a little bit more deviant than me, I guess. You guys also um, weighed your cum before, right? This yeah, we weighed in the Great American Batch Off. And um, Jay's punishment when he lost, we both decided on a Thursday that we would stop having any sort of ejaculations, no masturbating, no sex. At the time, the show taped on Mondays. And that Monday, we would have a contest and weigh it. And I won. And his punishment was to pour my jizz over his hands and do this with it. Uh. That's not yeah. I mean, <laughs> not the first time. Yeah, he almost threw up though. That's funny. And now running, we're trying to, we're running out of ideas of like, because yeah. we've done so many crazy things on the show. When you get a new idea, you get all excited, like, oh, let's try this. So, like, the last thing, last stunt show we did was, um, a girl came in. We had four different guys of varying varied races, so it was Asian, black, white, and Spanish, mm-hmm. and she had to suck each other each guy off for 30 seconds or a minute but she was blindfolded and there was no touching of any kind just penis and mouth and she would get a hundred dollars for each race she correctly identified and then a bonus of 500 if she got everybody right and the best thing that happened was the guy that went first was a white guy she thought he was black and he was really happy but she had no barometer of comparison after the other four she went, I think that first guy was the Asian guy. <laughs> it was the best possible answer. Best possible answer. That was uh, Harrington, wasn't it? Harrington, yeah. Harrington with the yeah. small yeah. penis. That's Harrington. Are you really, uh, I guess, really do I guess, know the network. Yes, I do know the show. I, I'm, uh, I know the network and the show. And a few select people, I think, that would listen to this show on. You're like, oh, yeah, Harrington. I know him. But. <laughs> I think Harry yeah. was back on. Like I think he was uh, 
fired and now somehow back on the network. I don't know how that happened. Well, he was he was fired, but not really fired. I yeah, mean, I've never they just somebody get so many triple chances and quadruple chances in my life. Yeah, I think he babysits Lewis's kid too sometimes. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, it's he's mainly on uh uh the one the Believe You Me with uh, Michael Bisbing. So I yeah. don't really see him that much. So for me, it's fine as long as it doesn't affect my life. It works for me. I wouldn't put him on a show that I'm working on, <laughs> unless he was getting blown. Yes. Well, he did get blown. He got. He got. He's got two blowjobs on the show. He should be fucking loving me. Yeah. So, so Carl from WATP when he did your so so I heard his show live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, it, it, that that happened six hours ago or something. Like oh, okay. That. That's yeah. Which episode did they listen to? Um. Uh, th- well, they said they listened to a whole bunch of episodes. Oh, okay. So I, didn't, I haven't listened they, to you. Oh, they, they, didn't full, they didn't really shit on your show that much. You might oh, be a bit disappointed. Like, I, didn't, I haven't heard it yet, but that's cool. I mean, they seem like nice guys. They just think they enjoy... Who doesn't enjoy shitting on people? You know, it's fine as long as it's yeah. fun, you know? Oh, of course. Of I mean, course. None, none of that ever bothers me. Like I always say when I read, I yeah. get a lot of shit. You know, I'm not a comic, but I'm hanging out with all these comics, and I'm not the funny one. Jay's the funny one, you know? So I get shit on a lot because they, just like on the Opie and Anthony situation, I'm sure you guys were fans, I'm guessing. Um, I'm familiar, yes. I don't know, but Opie and Anthony, that Opie never got the credit he deserved because Anthony was so funny. But then you listen to both of them independently and how different they are now, and then you realize, oh, it really did make a difference when they were together. You know, it just it's something that people don't, realize and i think that jay and i have a very good chemistry that people don't credit how much of my role of being the asshole patsy is important and it to keep the show on path and sometimes like jay's so drunk or high that he would just be trailing off into the sunset and not interview anyone you know so that's and that's fine it's just not what sdr is about yes yeah um, yeah, Carl mentioned a uh, bit where you were trying to write stand-up comedy. Is that, oh, yeah, I just started. I'm, that I'm working on, on Oh, that's, that's now, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because, well, now everything's on fucking hold because uh, <laughs> who the fuck knows when the world is returning to normal. Yeah. But it was supposed to be in October of this year. I got to do a 10-minute set opening for Jay. Having never done comedy and not allowed right. to work it out on stage. Okay. okay. So, I'm not fine with it. I'm going to bomb. We all know I'm going to bomb. But yeah. I'd like to bomb with good material. And I've never written a joke before. So I, what I did was I wrote little stupid ideas down for the last couple of months. Then I took a one pass at writing jokes. And then I gave it to Kim Congdon to try and help me shape it more. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm really sorry about that. You're right. Um, she uh, gave it a six out of 10 for someone who's never written comedy before, which I think is great. I'm Very happy. And um, she just texted me the other day that she's so fucking miserable and borderline suicidal during COVID time that she needs to either take a break for a few months or I should find someone else. So I, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but right now it's the whole universe is on hold. So I don't know. Yeah. Have either any of you three done stand up? This one has. <laughs> yeah. This one still does. You do it all. As you can tell by my talkative personality today. Yeah, you seem really <laughs> riveted, by the way. <laughs> How, uh, I've never... all the time. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I've been doing open mics for a while now. It's uh, no 
like paid gigs or anything. Um, I think I have a, a leg up because I've been on stage in front of 70, 80,000 people and I don't get nervous. So I think having uh, that already in the band, like there's been times where one time on Shiprocked, the band was going to be 45 minutes late and it was the first show of the day. So it's like the, um, the sale off show on the first day. And there's just 6,000 drunk people, super fucking annoyed because they want to start and we're waiting for the band to go on. And the owner came up to him and goes, look, you got to go up and kill 45 minutes because the band is going to, is not going to be here on time. And there was like three hosts. Cause there's like six or seven stages at a time. And, um, none of the other hosts would come up with me because they were fucking, what are we going to do? 45 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. We'll yeah. fucking figure it out. Who gives a shit? So I went up by myself and I had 6,000 people singing. If you're happy, you know, clap your hands for an hour and doing stupid <laughs> shit like that to just keep, you know, bringing people up, talking to people, whatever the fuck. And then yeah, 40, like, at the end of that 45 minutes, sure. They hated me. Why did that yeah. asshole talk for 45 minutes, but they weren't mad at chip rocked. They didn't think that it was the band's fault. It was my fault. And that's fine. That's like the warm-up guy for a game show. Yeah. (laughs) Interaction with the crowd trying to... 100% that. Same stupid shit. You know, I saw Jay do that a few times. Uh, Was it Kurt Metzger had a show that was in my neighborhood and Jay was the the warm-up guy. And I saw Jay there do that. It's funny because when Jay and I first started five years ago now doing SDR, my I was a more a more important person at the time than him. My show was on ninety stations, and he was relatively unknown in comedy. Five six years later, he is far more important than I am. But uh, it's just funny to see that that trajectory switch, which is kind of cool. I'm happy for him. He's doing so well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Big J. Yeah, he's like fucking great. He's brilliant. He, people don't realize like how just. I mean, he gets credit for it now, but just so fucking. I used to think I was somewhat funny until I met Jay. I was like, God damn it. This guy's just so fucking quick. It's so annoying. Yeah, and he can rip for, I mean, for however long. You know, as long as people are still laughing, he's just going to keep going and going and going. He'll just rip. It's truly amazing. Yeah. So, so Ralph, since you've sort of said that you're like the Opie of, <laughs> of your show, mm-hmm. um, so it, it, like, it kind of got to Opie over like 20 years or whatever that, uh, he was always around funnier people. Is, I mean, is I saw. So I get to you, or, or you, you, you don't, you don't, you seem to have a lot more uh, inner confidence than. Yeah, I think, and, yeah. I think Opie was a. I mean, I only met him once or twice. Seems like a nice enough guy, but he's a quintessential radio guy, you know. Yeah. And I think that you know, quintessential radio guys are, are more introverted and they're not as outgoing, and you know, they. they I don't think I fit into that typecast that easily so it didn't it doesn't i'm fully embraced with knowing where my weaknesses are just like with with jay and i we talk about my the fact i hit on girls constantly that are way hotter than me you know i mean it's not that hard to do but i just mean like way out of my pay grade i shouldn't be hitting on these girls with two hundred thousand instagram followers i don't fucking care what's gonna happen they're not gonna reply to me they're gonna say no thank you who gives a shit it doesn't matter to me and in the same respect, like with what I do here, if Howard Stern called me one day and said, hey, I've been listening to your show, you're fucking terrible. That would bother me. But some random person on the internet that I've never met doesn't like what I do. Who gives a shit? Doesn't make a difference to me. But I, I said this on um, Stuttering John, that I guarantee the person that's talking about me, no one's talking about him. Does that make sense? 
Like, why should I care about that person's opinion? Unless it's somebody I respect in this in a business yeah. that I'm in, the fuck do I care? What are, what are you doing? Maybe, like I told you, I said this story on that show, so I'm sorry for repeating it, but there was this kid that fucking hated me. I did a, a show a couple of years ago, and he just fucking hated me, and he did an hour-long podcast called Why I Hate Ralph Sutton. <laughs> and just fucking shitting on me. And some of it was funny, you know, but he was constantly tweeting at me and constantly shoving me in my face. Eventually, I'm like, I'm going to just fucking look up this kid. And he was a pizza delivery kid, 18 years old in Iowa. I was like, yeah, I would fucking hate me too. That's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, pizza delivery people are the fucking worst, <laughs> man. Scum of the fucking <laughs> absolute fucking assholes. And every oh, last one of them. Let them all come in my pie from this point forward. You guys heard <laughs> I wrote down, I hate Ralph Sutton as a possible podcast uh, title for this episode as well. Great great pizza drivers are scum, too. Yeah. (laughs) I just want that on the list. We don't have to. No, you're fine, man. Um, Oh, I thought, were you going to get more into stand-up? I thought you were, like, leaning that way to go into a little bit more of your uh, open mic stuff, but. Uh, we're, gonna give Ralph, we're gonna give Ralph some tips on how to do stand up. Please, I have nothing. <laughs> nah, he seems like, I'm starting. He seems it. like he's got it. He's got it. what I do. Know he's is, going in. He's got the idea that he might die. You know, might, that's the biggest right. thing. I don't think there's any shot that I'm not gonna die. The only thing that might work yeah. in my favor is that it's gonna be Big J fans, so they'll probably know who I am. So that yeah. the only reason why I won't completely die. But you know, I don't know. It's gonna be weird. It's also strange that the fact that, like, so I grew up around comedy in a lot of ways. My mom used to book comedy clubs when I was a kid, and I saw all these huge comedians starting out from uh, Chris Rock and and uh, Ray Romano and and a lot of these like comics that ended up being huge when they were just getting started. I was twelve years old in the back of a comedy club watching them, so I I know funny. I feel that doesn't necessarily mean I can be funny, but I know funny. Just like you'd be a great coach doesn't mean you're going to be a good player. So that's where I'm at right yeah. now. So I can read the jokes. I'm like, this is not right yet. Like I have like 10 jokes written down, 20 jokes written down, and maybe two of them are good, mm-hmm. but there's something there with the other 18. I just have to figure out what that is. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can guarantee I've never done a show that's the size of what you're about to do, so I don't <laughs> know if I can give you any advice without feeling like a fucking hypocrite. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. I'll take it from anywhere right now. You have more experience than I do. So what's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what's, what's your top tip? <laughs> I wrote that down. I got it. Uh, my top tip to anybody going into stand-up comedy is... Uh, don't do it? It takes... Well, it takes more, you know, it takes more balls than anything else. Uh, once you get past the fear of it, it becomes... It turns from a fear into a rush. Mm-hmm. And then you start to wonder how you ever got by without that fucking rush. Well, I, it's, it's also weird because like I've gotten that rush of thousands of people cheering for me walking out on stage, you know, doing radio forever. The show was pretty big at one point I and mean, we were on almost 100 stations and I would be hosting the Sturgis rally or hosting uh, whatever big, big events around the country and walking out on stage and people would know me and a big cheer. That's a great feeling. I haven't had that feeling in, in a while, but you know, I'm not going to get that here because I think in a comedy you have to win them over where at in this state, in that arena, I was already on their side. They already liked me because they already knew who I was. I don't know if I've ever been cheered on stage. I've thought about comedy because I've been invested in it for 
of you know all my life really i just i love listening to comedy i love following comedy i love comedy podcasts and i've thought about it i've written down a few things here and there but i've been i've been saying uh i'd like to do stand-up for like probably five years and i don't know if i'll ever have the courage holding you back from doing it uh that i'm not funny mostly (laughs) that'll be that'll be a problem yeah I'll tell you what, though, Ben, you make me laugh, Ben, you make me laugh the most when you're driving in your truck. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's like maybe you're the most relaxed or. Could be. That's what I wanted to ask you, Ben. Are you considered part of essential services? Are you still, you can drive your truck, right? Yeah, I'm a, I drive a tanker, so I deliver fuel to gas stations. And so that's never going to stop, I don't think. (laughs) They're, they're always going to need fuel. I mean, how else are the other essential people going to get to work and whatnot? Oh, if we all switch to electric cars, then you wouldn't need fuel. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that. Find a different job then. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing it? Uh, I, this is my seventh year driving. Wow. Is that how you figured it found uh, podcasting? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, about six years ago or something i had i used to drive uh cross country and we had uh, i had a co-driver you know like we'd switch on and off and mm-hmm. the truck would always be work always be moving so you'd be asleep and he'd be driving and so on and he always told me about podcasts but i never really paid attention and then when i became a local driver i'd get super bored you know falling asleep driving nights and i was like i gotta find something to do and I was like, oh, yeah, what were those podcast things that guy was talking about? So about six and a half years ago, I started listening to him. And then about two years into that, I was like, you know, what? I think I want to do this. And I had, the, you know, some recording equipment at home. So I just set up like a one mic thing on a desk and two people were talking into the same mic. And it was horrible. But that's where we started. <laughs> Did you ever think about doing it while driving your car, like podcast on the road, driving your truck? Yeah, I just bought a, a new headset. I'm not sure how it sounds yet, but my old one was pretty bad. So I've been kind of toying with that as well um, kind of cool because idea. there's a lot of people up at night and maybe I'll do like some bonus stuff or, or you know, a different show or something. Yeah, put a camera in the, in the windshield and fucking why not? There's already a camera in the windshield, but that's for other reasons. Right. <laughs> that's to see if I'm on my phone or whatever. Oh, really? That's, yeah. funny. that's funny. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You asked me the elevator pitch for SDR, let's hear the elevator pitch for STM. Uh, well, somebody else already did that for us. It is uh, everything you could possibly want if you wanted to show why podcasting should be banned. That's true. That That is a review of our show. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much my, my general idea was I didn't, I wanted to be anti-PC, much like most podcasters. Well, not most. A lot of people are kind of. I disagree that most do. Okay, no yeah. problem. I would but yeah, I, more I than like most the, are not. Yeah, I'm very I like the idea of being able to say whatever we wanted to. Right, that is interesting. And then I also just I liked hanging out with people. And it's like this, I I don't care. I don't really care if anybody listens to it. That's how it kind of started. And I was like, I just want to go and hang out with my friends once a week and have a conversation. And the idea was no topics, no direction. Turn it on and and see where it goes. To so get random different people in here. And then just kind of see what happens. That was kind of three of you and then someone else every week. Yes. Yeah. That's how we try to do. We try to get a different person in here. And then sometimes it's more interviewee. Sometimes it's more um, funny, I guess. (laughs) And then sometimes it's just like we've gotten into depression and, and things like that, mental health issues. It's just, 
I don't put a, a stamp on where it goes. We just it's go important. I hate when um it's funny because coming from a uh, rock radio, I, I I've said this a few times. There was, there was a time where I got to uh, interview Ozzy Osbourne, right? So yeah. we got to they, they told us very simply. All right, there's ten of you. You each have six minutes each. Everyone's sitting in the room at the same time, and you just go one after the other, right? And that's it. You're all going to get the same recording, and you find your six minutes, take them out. That's how it's going to go. Because Ozzy just, he has an hour. That's how it's happening. Yeah. And what happened that was crazy was nobody wanted to go first. I didn't give a shit. I'm like, I'll go first. I'll do it, right? And I had one or two questions written down, but it became a conversation, and it was fun, right? The next person comes in. They have these pre-written scripted questions, weren't even listening to the answers because they were too nervous and too focused on what they had written down. After the second question, Ozzy looked up and said, could we bring the last guy back? And it got a big laugh. But then the other person finally calmed down a little bit and started just having a conversation. But I think too often people are focused on, oh, I have these questions to ask and that's it. Or we're a, a comedy show or we're a, a serious show and you can't go in any other direction. But if your guest wants to go somewhere, you should be willing to go there with them. That makes sense. Yeah, that was the idea. I listened to a lot of like interview shows with celebrities and all this stuff. And it's always like, it doesn't matter the episode. It's like almost the exact same questions every week. And it's right. like, I want to, I would like to get more real with people and just see where it goes rather than just have direct questions constantly. I was interviewing a uh, deaf leopard is like fucking 15 years ago and their new album had just come out and I was probably the 30th interview of the day. So I was like, Hey guys, they know I'm going to ask you the same questions everyone else asked, but try and pretend that you really care because I got to, you know, my listeners need to know. I'm like, all right, no problem. So we go on the air. I'm like, guys, I have a, they ask you the first question. They are, which one of you guys have the biggest cock? And they just started laughing for like three minutes. And I just, at that point I won them over already because nobody asks them that question, you know? So that was always with my my radio show to SDR, like asking. It's hard to ask questions that you really want to answer, want to hear answer, because if you ask really provocative questions, that um, publicist will never book with you again. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's finding that fine line of getting them comfortable enough to maybe go somewhere where they wouldn't go. So we had um, Ronnie Radke on a couple of weeks ago. He's the singer of... Uh, a really cool band right now. Uh, their song is called Popular Monster, and they are called Falling in Reverse. Great fucking band. Dude has a crazy history. Was in jail, related to a murder, was kicked out of a band, drunk and disordered, like all this crazy shit. And his publicist said to me, you cannot bring up prison or that we'll stop the interview right away. I'm like, all right, no problem. <clears throat> Within a few minutes, joking around back and forth, he brings it up. And then we did like five minutes of funny things about him getting raped in prison and dumb jokes like that, you know, that if we started with that, the interview would have been over. But the yeah. fact that you're able to make him feel comfortable enough that he could bring it up, it changed everything. And my favorite insult on that YouTube video was this isn't an interview. This is a fucking conversation. Like they were angry. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. If you want an interview, go listen to fucking Barbara Walters. That's not what we do. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to be too. I'd rather just be conversation than than random interview. I'm reading your uh, your 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 questions on the right. Right, who would who wouldn't bang Sarah? Who's Sarah? Sarah. I don't know. Ah, uh, Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah, oh, she's hot. She really. Yeah. Is. <laughs> Chromast 
which which of you three would screw Sarah Silverman sober? Her sober or us sober or everybody sober? Why not all at the same time? Ralphie in? Doesn't think she's hot. I, I don't know. Let's tag team. I don't know. That's weird. Strange question. Crom <laughs> questions. I was gonna say I've actually I believe I've seen uh following reverse live at um uh, man warp tour warp tour a couple of years ago. Oh they they're awesome live. They're fucking he's great. Like he really is a super talented born to be musician guy. Plays a bunch of instruments, writes all the music. It's fucking fascinating. I don't yeah, know. Always- what is Crossing Island? It's a popular game. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just <laughs> does Ralph believe in ghosts? No, I do not. Oh yeah, that's a that's kind of a good question. Have you ever seen a ghost? Because this building right here it was built in like 1890. I've never seen a ghost, but this place is creepy at night sometimes. On one of the shows on the network, which is um, it's called uh, the thing this, is with Shannon, and uh, she asks every time. Um, the oh, end yeah. of fighting ghosts and uh, dating stories. And I, the only thing that ever happened in my life that was, I don't even know if it's creepy, but when my grandfather passed away, I was in Florida and he died around midnight. I was staying in a hotel room and around midnight, the hotel room light turned on by itself. That's the closest I come to spooky, but I think it just was a, a, a faulty light bulb more than anything else. Yeah, I actually think I've heard I heard that interview. That was it was Shannon's show a few weeks ago, right? You did you went on her show. I also tried to hook her up with um her ex boyfriend oh. came on to talk. Yeah. I've done her show four times now, but uh yeah, boy did that guy lie. He fucking fucked her over. It was crazy. Yeah. I've been listening to to different ones. Like uh she does um Irish Goodbye, I believe. She's uh it was no disrespect. That's no the one. She, no she talked about it on there as well. Yeah, it's funny. That guy seems so genuine because we made it that they were going to go out that Tuesday. They all putting the past behind them and we're going to give this a try. And then he fucking blew her off. Crazy. Yeah. Which she I, she said was going to happen, right? <laughs> is Ralph aware that looking at the chat derails your train of thought? Yes, it is. Yeah, we, we ignore that most of the time. We, we didn't what? use it. It was a few weeks ago where we kept reading the comments and it just kind of like, ah, I don't want to do that anymore. So. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny people have no filter. I like it. It's part of life. Yeah. It was throwing oh. John off constantly. He got very angry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard clips of that on, on Carl's show. That's funny. I, I, I only hear a bunch of other, other podcasts through through WATP. Oh, so you are you a big fan of that show? I mean, I tune in my, almost almost every week, I think. That's cool. Do they do yeah. one show a week that they shit on or more than one? Um, sometimes they do bonuses. Yeah, because uh, with the one I was on, that I mean, the one they made fun of me was uh, it was a Chrissy Mayer thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to get to that. So, episode of Chrissy Mayer is that why? I'm sorry. Was I on that Chrissy Mayer episode that they were shitting on her podcast? Like, how did uh, I? No, I, no, I don't think they brought that one up. No, like, why no, did no. I? They, uh, I, I think it was just because so every week they do a different show every week, uh, you know, either indie or popular podcasts and shit on it. And then after that's done, that's like 30 minutes around that. And then they start talking about either Stuttering John, uh, Seamus McKillian or Opie. Oh, they do. Every- oh, after that. Funny. 
Yeah, they do Opie every week as well. Just That's about. Really funny. Is Opie still doing a podcast? Uh, I think it's on and off. <laughs> funny. It's yeah. all interesting. The whole world is so fucking crazy right now with that shit. Like, it's amazing that you know Opie, who was a, a radio god, is oh, now you know doing a random podcast. But I think you know you could play devil's advocate and say he's probably got more money than all five of us combined times ten. And what mm-hmm. the fuck? need to do it anymore maybe he just doesn't want to do it anymore who knows i don't know i can't speak for him yeah uh, maybe he's just bored and he did he he went a different route where uh he didn't want to have like a studio and he'd just bring like a zoom recorder and he'd always do it in like a restaurant or a bar and you could hear yeah. everything that was happening yeah i think That's- he liked the idea of being a 180 from radio yeah you know, it was everything you're not supposed to do he was doing you know like I, he did it at a gas digital once with lewis and he mm-hmm. just started like i walked out because i was going into the merch side and he just started talking to me which you're not supposed to ever do that kind of shit acknowledge other people we used to do in radio you do this thing like a crossover where one shift ends at let's say eight and the next shift starts at eight and it would be a joke to try and throw the guy off that was doing his last mic break while you were setting up and it was like a a rite of passage or a skill to have that nothing would af- offend you or make you lose your mic break where you like one time I walked in naked, see if the guy would break and he didn't break, you know, like that kind of shit uh, is what shows you if a guy was really good in radio or not. So that's why I think he's doing the 180 of that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, that they, they just kind of rip on him about all, all the background noise and, and things like that. That's mostly what it is. But usually it's, I mean, look, fuck dude, who wouldn't trade right now for Opie's career? If you could say, I look, you would have been able to be the Opie yeah. of Opie and Anthony. Who wouldn't fucking do that? That was crazy. What a run they had. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of O&A, um, and then I they transitioned to Opie and Jim, which that's kind of where I dove in because um, mm-hmm. I had Sirius in my truck. So I was like, I'd, I'd listen to Opie and Jim every day. And then now it's a, a Sam and Jim, right? Right. Dave? Yeah, and I, I don't have I don't have series anymore, so I haven't really caught their show. But I used to listen to Sam all the time in the afternoon. Do you do Compound Media at all, or no? Me? Uh, no, I haven't really listened to too much Compound. Uh, mostly Gas Digital, if I'm being honest. All right, so I'll take it. So has Ralph <laughs> ever attempted cooking show before? If so, why was it not named Mutton with Sutton? Well, that's very finite. Calling it Mutton with Sutton means I have to cook mutton every week. It's a dumb name. <laughs> what I did have is I had a. Uh, a food blog, and I called it Food and Ralphie Time because it was an acronym for fart. Hmm. Nice. You I also mean, have a fart. You have a fart reference in your intro song. <laughs> yeah, we do. That was they wrote. This, they wrote the lyrics, though. The band wrote those lyrics. <clears throat> God damn it! Um, Ralph is killing me. Sorry, everyone. No, you're fine. Uh, I was going to get into a few other things. I had a few other questions. Uh, sure. Who was the? I, I don't want to say like the best person you ever interviewed, but the most excited you've been for an interview. Ozzy. I know you've got huge bands. Ozzy, Ozzy was the only time I got nervous. You know, I mean, I didn't read everyone. I wouldn't even say nervous. It was just more like a, like a Holy shit. You know, like, so we were waiting outside of the labels, like offices. And there was a, a conference, not a conference, like a lounge area with some fruit on the table. And I was leaning up against the wall and Ozzy came out and he grabbed an apple and he just leaned against the wall next to me eating an apple and it was too bad. I didn't have like a phone. I'm like, Holy shit. It looks like I'm just eating apples with Ozzy Osbourne right now. This is fucking crazy. That was the only time I remember being like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. 
that was crazy for me. Um, as a lot of people always was excited to interview, um, Queens Rock was one of my favorite bands. So first time I interviewed them was great. I was happy we got Dane Cook on because I found his career fascinating on SDR. Um, <clears throat> God damn it. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I just thought I'm always happy. Anybody that comes on my shows, I will dive into their lives before they come on the show. I will do at least four or five hours of research for any guest that comes on the show so that I know enough about them that I don't feel like I'm just making it up as I go along. Yeah, I wasn't really too worried about that. Like I said, I've been following you guys for a couple of years. I, <laughs> I, was, I know enough about Ralph. What um, I'm learning about Moon is that he finds any Animal Crossing references hilarious. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's in charge oh, of the, the comments. <laughs> every time I think, every time I see see him laughing, I look and there's an Animal Crossing reference in the chat room. Yes. Um, we have a Discord. We set up a Discord server for the show, and most of these guys are the Discord trolls, is what I call them. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys play so that? Yeah, is it a popular game. I've never heard of it. I've, I've never played it. it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I play it. Besides last week, that was the first time I ever heard of it. I was oh, like, no. "What? I don't care that much, though." I know it's popular. By the way, does does Crom Twos know that I know how to cook, or was it just because he wanted to work in that horrible joke? Horrible joke. Realized yeah. that Button rises Sutton. Oh, it's good for him. So does Button <laughs> and Glutton. Yeah. Do a fashion show as well. Yeah, Button and Sutton. Uh, I actually did find that Mark Cuban one very interesting. I yeah, enjoyed that show. Yeah, him and I became a. Uh, for a brief time, email buddies, which was pretty wild to get emails from Mark Cuban. I feel like I have his ear once. So one more time, like if I ever have a sh- an, an idea I want to pitch, I'm waiting for that idea to, to do it because I think he will reply because we had a couple of back and forths. So it's kind of funny. Super like yeah, See, Oh, yeah, you guys, I think you did something like Gas Digital Shark or something like that yeah, where you pitched it. Yeah, some- yeah so you did. Damon, did it with him, did it with Damon John, and Barbara Corcoran's coming in. She's supposed to come in April 1st, but that's obviously not going to happen now. We're rescheduling it. But that way we have three of the Sharks that... the uh, Mark Cuban and Damon John gave Guest Digital the same valuation. So I'm curious if if Barbara Corcoran does it also, then they, those motherfuckers better invest in our company, is what I think. Yeah. Um, Tank Sinatra just had uh, Barbara on. Yeah, that's when I met her, through Tank. And then yeah, I should okay. go back to do my show, but uh, it's not going to happen now. Hey, Ralph, have you ever heard of the show Alf? <laughs> That's not bad. That's oh, actually kind of funny. Yeah, it's the first so time Pete, he's been funny. Good yeah. DJ. So DJ uh, writes parody songs for Carl from WATP. Okay, but I get that. That joke, that was better than the mutton one. I'll tell him that. Is that the same guy, right? That's the same guy. No. I'm not going to hire him to help me write comedy, but... <laughs> help you write stand-up. Yeah. What if you were to write a parody song for your show? A uh, parody of what, though? Does he just do I, anything? Yeah, he just writes parodies a lot. I'll take it if it's good, but I'm I'm a yeah. fucking brutal. If I don't like it, whenever somebody asks me, happens pretty often to uh, review their podcast. You know, like could you give me pointers or whatever? My response always is, "Look, I can just tell you I like it if you want me to, and I don't need to listen. But if you don't." If you want to hear real answers, I'll give them, but I'm probably not going to like it. And very often people will back out of that. They don't want to hear shit. 
Uh, yeah, I'm no, just going totally... <clears throat> to. Everyone asked. Everyone asked everybody else, what do you think of this, my show? What do you think of my show? At, yeah. at, especially at you know, our level. And mm-hmm. most people don't, don't want honest, the honest answer. Right. They don't so, want an honest answer. So I, I always give that caveat ahead of time. And most people will back down because they just want to hear, they just want you to listen. They don't really want you to critique. But I don't really have time to do that. I'll, I'll critique it if you want me to. I try and do a couple of shows a week to people that reach out to me, you know, but there's only so many hours in the week. It's true. I think I'm just going to get you to say that you love small town mentality podcast so I can I, clip it out and put it in yeah, the intro. Ideas, they say, or a bumper, the kids say. Yeah. Children <laughs> radio that are my age, actually. I'm not going to ask you what you really think of the show. I'm just going <laughs> to clip some stuff out. All right. No problem. Hey, somebody knows Queen of the Reich. That's cool. Boomer Bomb Show knows Queen's Reich. That's cool. Yeah, nice. Look at you guys. Yeah, he's really into that. Are we just going to talk about the YouTube commenters now? I, I mean, I actually did enjoy you shitting on him. So if you want to shit on him, I'll, I'll sit here and laugh. That's fine. I can't believe I think you have a girl in here. That looks like a girl. Leanne. You have a yeah. girl. Wow. Is it someone's girlfriend or wife or is it an actual girl listening? Me? <laughs> I believe that's significant other. Ben, should we get Brandon in to ask a couple of questions? He's a master yeah. interviewer. Hey. No, 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 don't put Brandon in here. <laughs> he has his own show where he an interview show. Was that the guy that was here before? The guy that was uh watching the video game? That guy? It was the guy on the question. spectrum that was in here before. Oh. One, question. one question, Ben. Okay, let him ask one question. Well, wow. Brandon. That happens. Was he in holding? Yeah, I'm the yeah. silent yeah. producer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You got question for Ralph. Um yeah, I don't have a great one. You already talked about the ghost one, so I just ask what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. All right, that's a not a really deep question. Uh it is uh I don't deal in superlatives. Do we know that word? I don't have a favorite anything. I try not to. Um, I would say that I like a lot of different movies. I don't really pick a favorite. I don't even have a favorite color. I don't favorite anything. Sorry for that shitty answer. I have a better one. If Ben will let me ask it. Sure. Um, uh, it was, what do you think about when you're alone in your car? Shout out I don't to drive. Me. I don't have you a don't car. Drive? Okay. York, nobody has a car. So you um you you uh use public transit and stuff. I use public transit and I bike and walk. What do you what do you think about when you're alone public transiting? Uh, that's a very fancy word. Um, it's always a lot of work, to be honest. It's always either it's I have two speeds, my friend, gas, digital, and getting laid. That's really it. Uh, those are the two things I deal with. Trying to figure out how to put out fires with my company, and then trying to figure out how to put out fires with a, a girl getting in her pants or whatever. You know that I don't really. Those are my two speeds most of the time. When I'm home alone, I like to watch a lot of mind-numbing, stupid shows, so I don't have to think. Because I feel like I'm on 10 all the time. I'll watch. And Jay and I talked about this last week. Like dumb shows where you don't need to really follow a year-long trajectory is one of my things. Like a Law & Order episode where it doesn't matter. I don't need to know the backstory. I just like to, to uh, mind-numb out and watch something so I don't have to think. Because most of my day is putting out fires. Okay. One more. I don't want to steal Ben's show or anything, but uh, using a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are. Because I've been listening to this whole thing, and I just want to know what you think. Weird? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm pretty high up on the weird. Probably a 7. 
It really? Yeah. I would have definitely rated you higher just based on listening to what you do on your show. Okay. No, I think so. The funny thing is that understanding entertainment, like I, for instance, in the past five years, you know, I tried one drug a year. Was It, it was weed and Coke and uh, Molly and uh, mushrooms. First time Molly was crystal meth. So we had to do it again. So I did crystal meth once. I would never do any of them normally. If I think it's going to be funny for the show, I'll do it. And that's with everything that, like, I've never had a girl pee in my mouth in my normal life, but it's funny for the show, I'll do it. There's very few things. I've, the only time I said no to something was some girl was in, when the studio was here in my house, she was a um, S&M chick, and her specialty was shit. You know, shitting in people, on people and stuff like that. And Jay wanted her shit in his hand, and then him and I were going to high-five each other. And I didn't say no. I just said yes if we do it in your house, not in my house. And then he didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> that's interesting. That's that's definitely up there. So all right, cool. Yeah, again, uh, like, my mother listens to my show. You know, like I don't hide the fact that I do things on my show because I think it's going to be funny. It's ruined a lot of dating related. Any I can always tell when I'm dating a girl or talking to a girl. I can tell that she's listened to one of my shows. Because she stops calling me and stops talking to me because she gets insulted. Oh, look, Leanne is a girl. So it uh, it's something that I don't think it's what I do, not who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely. So I appreciate you answering. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think that if you're only defined by one thing, you're definitely a boring person. So I think that it's one aspect of me because I think it's funny, but I could, whether it's, um, I'm a techie, you know, I was, I think I may have, I don't know if I mentioned on this show, I mentioned on, on uh, Stuttering John a couple of years. I was wanted by the FBI for computer hacking when I was 15. I was in a breakdancing movie when I was 14. I've ran restaurants. I've done all these different things in my life that are all part of who I am. So I think that you should always look to broaden your horizons, look to have various uh, things that inspire you. I just think it makes you a more well-rounded person. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, well, like I said, thanks uh, for letting me do a you know, little interview here. I think I'll jump out and let Give the show back to Ben, but uh, love to have you on my show sometime, there, Ralph. Sure, I'm easy. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was too. It was going to happen. All right, thank you. <laughs> well, he might die from Corona before that happens. Yeah, I really might. I've had I've had a throat issue for years. I need sinus surgery, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been putting it off because it's going to put me out for like four months. And um, I now I cough all the fucking time. Whenever I go anywhere, they all just fucking think I have Corona. It's crazy. So are you going to do like four months of backlog before no, you go I, do that? It's weird right now. So I actually, the plan was to do it this year. But once I said, all right, in February, I'm going to call the doctor and try and set it up. This shit hit the fan. So now it's, it's not going to happen. I've been putting it off for years, but uh, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. I remember a couple of weeks though where you could barely talk and you yeah. still you were still doing the show. So yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's I've never I've only missed one episode of the show in the uh unless we've done like a best of or a uh you know like a a pre record or whatever. I've only missed one episode of the show in the entire five, six years the show's been going. Hmm. Yeah, I remember back when it was in your house, you had this uh, live-in girlfriend for a while, and she was, for some reason, a part of all the shows. The she was just like, yeah, I think so. 
The one that yeah. there was two. There was one that was when I interviewed Gene Simmons and she came in the room, really pretty brunette. And then uh, there was one that was a crazy girl that literally was in my house for a few hours. And we were going to go out to dinner and uh, Shaman was recording. And I knew she wanted to be in entertainment. And I said, look, I'm going to take a shower. Just sit right here. Don't do anything. I'll be back in 30 minutes. I go to the shower and I come out. I hear her talking louder than she should. And I said, oh, my God, where the fuck is she? And I peek my head into the studio. She's on air with, with Shaman. And the producer's making a, like, get her the fuck out of here sign. And so I grabbed her. She was supposed to stay in my house that night. I put all of her shit together, took her downstairs, gave her $20 for a cab, and said, I'm never speaking to you again. And that was that. Yeah, there was one that was uh, there for, I think, quite, maybe a little while, a couple months. And I just remember her being a part of some of the shows and, yeah, and talking to people. Uh, the, the flat earther chick. She's really yeah, the flat earther. <laughs> Yeah, and then she ended up going on some fucking YouTubers party bus or something. She was definitely a girl with a lot of problems. She was beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful girl. I'll put up with a lot to get laid, my friends. <laughs> when you're 50 and look the way I do, you tend to look the other way if the girl's a little racist. Yeah, and you were you will always say that Instagram works the best for you. Let's give oh, let's give God. some of these incels that listen to this show some dating advice. You say Instagram works the best for you. I'm sorry. I'm going to do it one more time. Ah, excuse me. Um, well, I'll answer this question first, and I'll go to that. Whatever to Dice's and D's show. Uh, Dice's show, we only did a season. We knew it was only going to be a season because he was starting to film a lot of other things. Then the movie came out that exploded his career, so we knew it was going to only be one season. We hope one day maybe he'll come back and do another one because it was great, but that was the plan. D was fascinating because I know D now 20 years. And he was always talking about wanting to have no restrictions because he and I were both radio guys around the same time. And we gave him a show and he found that he needed restriction. He didn't like no filter. It was weird for him. He didn't like talking just to camera. And he ended up just saying it didn't feel like it was for him. So no love lost. We, I still, we're still friendly, but he just felt like it wasn't for him. And then he also moved to Belize for a while because he's a super wealthy rock star. So it was harder and harder for him to do it. So he just kind of let it go. So to go back to dating advice, the Tinder, the Bumble, all those things, they don't work when you're my age or when you're not good looking. It doesn't work, right? And also the problem with those apps is that they immediately think you're there for the obvious reason of wanting to fuck them, right? So girls will not give you their phone number right away. They want to chat on Tinder for a fucking month before they feel comfortable to meet. It's very annoying. But if you meet them on Instagram, it just seems like some dude that has some, you know, fun pictures that reach out to you, that barrier to entry is gone. And what you need to realize is just shooting out those emails, like right now, so stupid, but it works. Hi, how are you holding up through all this craziness? That's it. The amount of responses that gets is fucking crazy because people are all going through this craziness right now together. And by showing that you have some care and realize that it's crazy, I would say that I've gotten like 30 or 40% responses on that, which is way higher than anything else I've ever written because it just gets you, oh, look, this guy's going through what I'm going through. Oh, let me talk to him about what's happening. You know, for some reason, people are forgetting that this is 
the first time in humanity that everybody's focused in the world. Forget about the United States. In the world, we're all thinking about the same fucking thing right now. It's never happened before. So that commonality is bringing people together in ways that you can't even imagine yet. And if one of them is me picking up some hot girls, all the better. And then the other one I talk about, which is super creepy, is that uh, I noticed on Instagram because it shows you the hashtags that you've liked, and yep. I it says twice in a twice in a row that I liked the hashtag NYC, and I realized, oh, <clears throat> all these girls are coming to New York for the first time. They're tagging New York City because they're happy to be here. So I would reach out to those girls and say, hey, I'm a great tour guide. And you'd be amazed how well that works. Nice. So stupid shit like that. And then always comment on something on their page other than nice tits or something stupid like that. Make Try and make an actual comment that is constructive. Follow it up with a DM. And that helps. Solid uh, tips. Are you drawing what yeah, you can answer whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So we're really not looking for shows right now. We're developing one new show that's coming out oh. next week. Sorry, I'll, I'll tell you about it right now. Anyway, it's uh, Joe DeRosa and Curran Fisher um, from Guys. I've heard of that one. They're yeah. doing a show together. That's probably going to come on next next week or the week after. Um, and uh, we're right now we'll sell ads for shows, but we're not bringing shows on the network. There's a lot of expense to bring a show on the network for us because of what we we're unique in a way that you get a producer, you get uh, graphics, you get uh, everything. All you need to do is show up. You know, we, we pay for your, not just your audio hosting, your video hosting. Cause we are not on YouTube. I mean, we have shows on YouTube, but the uncensored comment, uh, uncensored content is behind our paywall. So there's a lot of expenses in, involved in bringing a show on. So if, if it was a time when we're like, all right, we're looking for shows. Usually it's a, it's got to feel like it belongs on the network. B, it should have at least 25,000 listeners per episode. And uh, C, I got to like it. That's really it, you know? And I'm not saying that... And it should be local, so they could use our studios. That helps. <clears throat> That's really it. But right now, we're not really looking for shows. <laughs> Bob said he wasn't inquiring for himself. Oh. Right. <laughs> he, he wants to 25,000, not quite. Yeah, what? we're not quite there. What's WW1, WW2? I don't know what that means. World War One and World War II. He, you were saying that everyone, I got what he was saying. In the in the coronavirus, he said everyone in the world is thinking the same thing. And that's what oh, I think. Maybe World War II. But here's the difference is that we're all unified through social media. There wasn't that True. then. No way that people in Italy were talking to people in America during World War One and World War II, unless it was by phone or whatever. It wasn't really done. Not on the scale that it's done now. So we're unified in an effort to stop this has never happened before. Nothing like this. Never like this. Maybe when Michael Jackson died, we all thought about it for a day, but this is different. This is the world is on the same thing. Well, see, see, it does put a stop when you read the comments. It does kind of put a stop to the flow. Let's read the comment at once. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, we we all just got into it, read the comment. God damn it. So now he says, MySpace, MySpace, there was no fucking pandemic or anything crazy going on at the time. PJ? Yeah, PJ. (laughs) What, MySpace was around during World War II? No, but he's saying, I guess he's assuming that MySpace was around for a long time. 
but nothing happened back in MySpace days. What happened? I remember Friendster also. Nothing was going on. Yeah, I remember Friendster. Um, and then, yeah, I think Friendster's a dating app now. I think they oh, turned really? it into that. Predated MySpace. And what yeah. happened with Friendster is they had the brilliant idea, we have 2 million users, we're not making any money, let's just charge a dollar per profile. And then they lost everybody to MySpace. Yeah, I miss MySpace, man, because you. I love the way that you could um, customize your page. I wish yeah, Facebook would integrate. Flying toasters and music, and it would freeze your fucking computer. I hated that. Awesome. It was the, it was the answering machine of the two thousands, where people would make these dumb and fucking answering machine messages. The same concept. Because it was all so. it was like beeps and bloops, wasn't it? The, the, the custom music in YouTube. It was and just you, whatever you can. No, on, uh, on MySpace, it was it was MIDI. It could only it be MIDI. MIDI. Yeah. So it, it wasn't amazing. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> I, I was a, a very, I wasn't a super early adopter of MySpace, but I like MySpace. I mean, I think Facebook, I mean, what, what happened to that guy? What happened to Tom? Is he still around? I think Tom made off with, I think they sold it for, oh man, I can't remember. At the time, it was like $10 million. I think he sold it to Justin Timberlake. And then Justin uh, Timberlake tried to turn it into just music, and that didn't work. I think Justin had a delusional sense of uh, grandiose delusional sense, where I was like, I, I'm so popular, I'm going to take this failed website and turn it into something. And that didn't really work. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he tried to do. He turned turn it into just music pages. Yeah, and the one that always made me laugh was the guys that sold YouTube for $700 million, and for there were two college kids, and they had a YouTube channel for a while after they sold it, and it was just them golfing and laughing Every day. Which one else? I mean, that's a pretty funny channel, though. Yeah, exactly. They were happy. Apparently, <laughs> the R word on YouTube. Ralph? <laughs> you know, I, no. I know where Tom went. Tom went to Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, that be. Is that what he said? called Tom. I bet Tom's just chilling, man. Still in that chair with the uh, whiteboard behind him. I wonder if he was the face or he legit created MySpace. I don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't know either. This has gotten like way off. Sorry. Sorry. I got sidetracked. No, <laughs> no I was just talking, <laughs> reading the comments, uh, getting into MySpace. Um, oh, man, I had, I had you, well, I was thinking earlier, I had a lot of questions for you and I think we made, made it through a lot of the ones I wanted to ask. But yeah, um, since I don't, I'm, I'm probably never going to get the 25,000 listeners That's not the right um, <laughs> a month. Can we be like a gas digital affiliate? Uh, affiliate? What would that entail? I don't know. <laughs> just, just like a cool badge, maybe. <laughs> Remember those? Oh, you guys are probably too young. We have like an affiliate badge on your page. Funny. Yeah, I remember this. You guys yeah, do that? What's that? You do this once a week? Yeah, we do this every week. Yeah. Is it the same day every week? Yeah, we usually do Fridays. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you were busy yesterday. and uh, So I got Fridays and Saturdays off. So sometimes we alternate between Friday and Saturday, depending on the guest and, and if I have something to do or Randy has something to do. But yeah, I would say that your co-host has said seven words in an hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> usually does more than that. Well, I had oh, planned when, to stay on Friday, but we had to push it back, so now I'm off my game. Oh, uh, yeah. Completely okay. thrown. That's what happened. How did he throw you off? 
<laughs> yeah, Saturdays throw them off. Saturdays are for the boys, though. Rando gets going, he gets going. So sometimes it takes an hour or longer for him to fire up. But I, I legit Ooh. thought he was sleeping the last 20 minutes. No, if I was sleeping, I'd be a lot louder. Okay. But <laughs> that's actually the thing. We I booked for a newspaper. Um, I believe I've told the story on the show before. I worked for a newspaper in uh, South Carolina that also the person who owned the newspaper also owned a radio station. And so they thought it'd be a good idea to have me come in and describe the uh, events of the week that are going to be in this week's paper. Mm-hmm. I did that twice. And then they're like, uh, we're not going to have you do that anymore. <laughs> it's like, why not? No, there's too much dead air. That's impossible. I talk very fast and constantly. I don't know where you're getting this idea. Silences. Comedy. Silence is comedy. Um, and I, I decided to bring him on as cost. Yeah. I think that <laughs> Ron and Fez is the, is one of the uh, aficionados of dead of dead air. He does it really well. Yeah, people loved Fez though, didn't they? Yeah, but Ron, but Ron had the has still to this day has the ability to let something sit for just the right amount of time. He's really, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he's one of the best broadcasters that uh, ever existed. I, he, I just think he's brilliant. But uh, I was just gonna say that, like you were talking about radio gods earlier. I mean, you can't really have that conversation without Ron Bennington. I fucking love the guy. He's brilliant. He's truly brilliant. Yeah. And he's also, he just started doing comedy, I think. Or he took a long break, but I saw him do stand-up a couple times recently, and it was new to him, he said. But maybe he was taking it. Maybe he did it when he was younger. I don't know. But it was fascinating. Yeah, yeah I heard that he just started doing that, and I heard he was great. I heard he was bringing down the house. He's, he's so so fucking funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh fuck, we're, we're just about there, I think. Yeah, um, but oh, I did forget. An hour and a half? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we do about an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to give your co-host solid ten minutes to entertain us and go. You can do the ad for this week if you want. Uh, wash your nuts. <laughs> it's very fucking important, and a lot of you assholes are just not fucking doing it. Let's face it. Let's get real here. You know who you are. You know who you are with your stinking ass ball sack and your nasty ass taints. We got the solution here, though. This week, we got a solution from our sponsor, Ballsy. That's right. Ballsy. Everything you could hope for a happy sack. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, go on to is it ballsy.com or? No, it's ballwash. Ballwash.com. Thank you. Go on to ballwash.com. Use promo code STMPOD mm-hmm. and save 30. 30- Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. You should have. You should have. You should negotiated that. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, save fifteen percent and just get that nasty damn stank off your nasty ass balls. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Why aren't you up there right now? All right. Well, did you know what ball wash is? Yeah, I think they were sponsoring an SDR at one point. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, activated charcoal and but nut nut butt and body wash, and they got like colognes and things like that. For your nuts. It smells like yeah. your nuts and your butts. Also, spunklube.com. Use promo code STMPOD for 10% off. Get some spunk on your junk. Spunk on your junk. I think they were a sponsor too a long time. That's funny. Look at guys. Some of these guys are still living it up. Yeah. Yeah. Still with the indie pods. Did you find that once this uh, Corona thing hit, that it was harder to get sponsorships or that your listenership dipped? Like, for instance, I know for a fact, Overcast released an information letter that their listenership went down by 
we've actually been doing better this last couple of weeks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think more people are just bored at home doing nothing. I think our, our YouTube views have gone up, but our yeah. podcast listens have gone down. Mm. Yeah. I, we, uh, two weeks ago we had this one and I think I have a feeling that sometimes it has to do with, um, I, I mean, I don't know what people are thinking, but episode titles and things. So we titled this one, uh, fart noises and it's doing better than most of the weeks prior and after. I don't know what it is. I think yeah, it's I, fart noises. It's you know, gotta be episode titles. It's a big, important thing on when you're titling a YouTube, uh, video, the, the, most searchable thing should be the first thing in your title. Yeah. You should always name your, like you should always put uh, STM number, whatever at the end, uh, whatever yeah. it is in the high in the top is it you want, whatever people are going to search for. In the episode titles, we don't even put the numbers anymore. I, I just did the title uh, of the episode. Yeah, it's probably, Which, I don't know that soon. I mean, they started doing it. iTunes. Now you can put the number in a separate part. But what I don't understand about that is it's are they making it go back and do every episode you've ever done? I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I heard that that, that was a big concern because I, I well, obviously I listen to a lot of podcasts. I heard a lot of people talking about that where they think that you're not supposed to do it in your episode title itself anymore and they may make you go back and change all of them. Yeah, that's kind of fucking fucked up. They say, oh, if you, someone that's done 700 episodes, they're making yeah, you go back and do that, you know? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. So, uh, uh, <laughs> final question. Sorry, um, I thought you were going to go somewhere with that. Nope. All right. Well, has a question, but his mic cut out. Am I right oh. or wrong? I don't hear his mic. Yeah. Well, uh, it's just one at a time. So, if he's talking, his mic will go, and then if somebody else is talking, his will cut out. I think that's how the kind of program works. It tries to keep people from talking over each other, so it'll cut a mic. So go ahead, Dave. My question is, Ralph, what's your advice on when to uh, pull the plug on a show? Meaning like when you should end it? <laughs> He's talking Are about mine. A live show or a show like as a as a whole? Um, oh, like a podcast. Like no, a, I mean like so what I mean by that is when you say pull the plug, do you mean on an episode or the show as an, as an entity? I mean the show as an entity. Oh, I think if you're still enjoying it, who gives a shit? Ben, yeah, you're still enjoying, enjoying it, Ben. Oh yeah, I love this. I, I mean, this, I look forward to coming here every week. Rando, are you still enjoying it? Oh, I'm dreading it every week. This is absolutely <laughs> Rando, horrible. Did you lose your voice this week from talking so much? <laughs> Sorry, nothing. <laughs> <All right>. I. <laughs> He's just fucking around, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, we're about there. If you want to plug all your stuff, I really appreciate you doing this, man. It oh, was actually no a really big deal for me today. I was looking forward to it all day. I was like, I oh, can't I believe Ralph's coming on the show. Thank you very much for saying that. I hope I lived up to your expectations. Um, yes. Follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. That's easy. Um, and um, the SDR show, Gas Digital. What we're doing right now because of COVID. You can use the code HOME at gasdigitalnetwork.com and you get a 30-day free trial. It's about 8,000 hours of entertainment, 25 different shows, because some of the shows that have stopped are still on there. Like, you could watch Guys' Show or D's Show. And it's the unedited, full, no commercial shows. 
So use the code, listen for 29 days, cancel it, and hopefully by then this shit will be over. Yeah. And uh, you've got the SDR show and Shiprock annual. Right. Shiprock is annual, yeah, isn't it? Shiprock's not going to be, they may be put a, putting a, um, a postponement they don't know because uh, they, they need like at least eight months or six eight months to sell it out so depending on when this is done it may not happen until later in the year i don't know uh sdr show is live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern time this week we're just gonna have kendra uh, sunderland naked on one of the video channels on on um zoom but we're turning her mic off so she's just gonna be there naked dancing for to keep us entertained during this very time sad time of crisis <laughs> perfect yeah dave a friend friend me on animal crossing yeah okay. that's it <laughs> randy uh randy garner humor on instagram restless native on twitter uh rando uh rando g on bite if anyone is even on bite right now what the hell is that and, it's like uh, tiktok-esque yeah it's some kind of a. Uh, I think it was one of the guys who uh, made Vine. Oh, I heard about that. Up, yeah. So I think there's like five of us on that thing right now. <laughs> and uh, Randy Garner humor on TikTok, but let's face it, TikTok does not like fat, ugly people, so you're never going to find it. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, they got in trouble for that, huh? <laughs> it was like an internal, yeah, memo got leaked. Yeah. What the, what the, they, like, don't, they want all the videos that on front-facing to be good-looking people? They said if they're too fat or too old or, you know, love it. Just generally not good looking. It's good branding. Cool. <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't TikTok downloaded, but I have not used it yet. I've got, I've got, I'm actually not doing too bad on there. We got like almost 500 followers, but I just post random videos all the time. I don't want to learn another thing. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like I, I felt that way about Snapchat and I'm glad because it seems like Snapchat's done. It's really just for girls to do like private snap porn no one's really socially anymore and everyone left for tiktok so i'm glad i didn't spend time figuring out snapchat i actually just downloaded snapchat the other day <laughs> so i'm just way behind on this shit uh, i just wanted the filters oh, yeah they're good with the filters i just wanted the filters because i've got like two skits on my both my tiktok and my bite about the uh just using the filters and fucking around with them Oh yeah, that's a good idea. To use the filters on Snapchat and uh, Instagram, and then just post those videos on TikTok. Is it bite b i t e or b y t e? B y t e. Okay, you're so cutting edge. <laughs> like a gigabyte. Um, you can follow me everywhere, or uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Never Been Funny with One E, and you can follow us everywhere at STM Podcast. We're all over the place on all the social medias and whatnot. I'm a big fan of social symmetry. I like when you do that. I don't like when it's like. We're STM underscore pod on Instagram and STM, you know, podcast show. Just find something and get it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. STM pod on everything. TikTok, all those things. I started the Instagram and the uh, uh, Twitter before I ever came on this show. So true. (laughs) I didn't think it would turn into anything. So I wasn't worried about it. All right. Well, I think that's good enough for today. Thanks for coming on, Ralph. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Stay COVID free. Yeah. He's a dummy. Bye bye. Song of the week this week is We Are the Empty and their song Afterlife. So stick around. Bye.